My talk this morning is called is the message this morning is the power of prayer. Um, and to preface uh, my message, I just want to um, to let you know to say today that uh, some of what I have to say is taken from the uh, Streams in the Desert devotional book, and which is a book that actually Linda Coleman gave Greg and I after we lost our house to a fire. So it has very special meaning. I use it quite a bit. And then also I am taking some of my message to, it's part of a book that I read called Through the Eyes of a Lion by Pastor Luska. Uh, Facing Impossible Pain, Finding Incredible Power. Uh, this particular book, my uh, our daughter Melanie gave it to us um, at, on Christmas, this last Christmas. And uh, I called her and I told her I had finished the book and she's like, oh, okay, mom, well, she, I said, where did you, you know, get it? She goes, she goes I don't know. <laughs> it was like at my doorstep and uh, basically, and, uh, and so um, she doesn't know where it came from and it was just there. So for me, that was sort of like, in a way, sort of God's intervention there. It's like, wow. So it was a real blessing. So uh, some of what I have to say uh, comes from that, that book. He was a, a pastor that uh, uh, basically uh, lost his youngest daughter to asthma, an asthma, severe, severe asthma attack. and. Uh, and it's about his, um, how he dealt with that as a pastor and how he used uh, God's power to get through the pain. And uh, it's, a very, it's a very good book. Um, so I wanted to uh, start with what Jesus has said. He said that pray to God and he will listen. And the people said, well, how do we pray? And Jesus replied, replied, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into patience, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory forever and ever. Well, I know this is a, we said the Lord's Prayer, we just said it this morning. Um, I think sometimes for me, I say it and I'm not really listening. I listen to some of the words, but they aren't really getting into me uh, like I want to. So I kind of wanted to take a look, closer look at the Lord's Prayer. And it, it's basically, to me, for me, is saying that uh, that our Father who resides in heaven, the sacred is His name. His kingdom has come here on earth as it is in heaven. His done, His will is done. Whatever it takes, give us what we need for today. For God is our provider. Forgive us as we forgive others that lead us on the right path away from Satan. For God has the kingdom and the almighty power and the glory for eternity. Uh, sometimes 
the path we take in our lives seems like we're taking one step forward, two steps back. But with the power of prayer, we can step up on our walk with Christ. The struggles we encounter in our lives can be overwhelming. So, because of Jesus, we have hope. Even in the midst of the worst storms of this life, we have an anchor for our soul. And hope is a powerful thing. The evangelist Billy Graham said, what oxygen is to the lungs, hope is our survival in this world. In Jacob's prayer in Genesis 3.29, can serve as a mold into which we pour our own spirits while we are being melted in the fiery furnace of sorrow. And while in prayer, be sure to stand firm on the promises of God. And by doing so, you will obtain enough power to throw open the gates of heaven and take it by force. Jacob quoted God's promise twice in verse 12. It says, Who said to me, and you have said, Jacob has God right beside him. God places him within our reach through his promises. And when we say to him, You have said, God can't say no. He must do as he has said. He is listening. He is listening to our prayers. Jeremiah 29:12, verse 12 says, Call upon me and pray to me, and I will hear you. God hears our prayers. But be sure in your faith that God <clears throat> be sure in your faith that God is listening. Those who begin praying about something without ever praying it through to a successful conclusion form that same habit in prayer. Giving up is admitting failure and defeat. Defeat leads to discouragement and doubt in the power of prayer. And that is fatal to the success of a person's prayer life. So we must pray until we <clears throat> until what you pray for has been accomplished or until you have the complete assurance in your heart that it will be. I once believed that after I prayed, it was my responsibility to do everything in my power to bring about the answer. But God showed me a better way. And that self-effort can hinder his work. He also showed me that when I prayed and had trust in him for something, he simply wanted me to wait in an attitude of praise and to do only what he told me to do. This is something that, um, as I was growing up, I actually was raised in a Catholic home. We, I don't really remember really praying to the Lord uh, other than we had certain prayers we, uh, that we took to church. Um, such as the Hail Mary, Hail Mary. and um, and we did really didn't. I didn't really remember even reading the Bible or being um, being exposed to the Bible when I when I was in, in that <clears throat> with my parents when I was being raised. So I was felt pretty disconnected from the Lord, and so in my adult life, I actually feel I actually feel way a lot more connected especially with this church uh, just as a side note 
Greg and I actually started going here on Scout Sunday. <laughs> it's the very first that was the first time. And we just felt there was so much love and uh, uh, friends, people were so friendly and giving and that um, this is where we wanted to go. So um, so it has a special meaning, meaning for us. Um, Sitting still and doing nothing but to accept to trust in the Lord can cause us a feeling of uncertainty. And there is a tremendous temptation to take on the battle ourselves. It is difficult for the Lord to fight our battles when we insist upon trying to fight them ourselves. God cannot fight our battles because our interference will hinder his work. Spiritual forces cannot work while we are trusting earthly forces. The most important battle is the one you fight within your mind and your heart, not to give up. If you give up hope, you will have the motivation, you will not have the motivation to do anything else in a critical situation that may come later on. Often we fail to give God an opportunity to work, not realizing that it takes time for him to answer our prayers. You must trust in his will. People ask, how long should I pray? Shouldn't I come to a place where I stop praying and just leave the matter in God's hands? Well, the only answer to that is to pray until what you have pr what you pray for has been accomplished or until you have the complete assurance in your heart that it will be. And only when one of these two conditions has been met is it safe to stop resisting in prayer. For prayer is not only calling upon God, but it is also a battle with Satan. And because God uses our intercession as a mighty weapon of victory in the conflict, he alone must decide, decide when it is safe to stop petitioning to him. Therefore, we dare not stop praying until either the answer has come or we receive assurance that it will come. In the first instance, we stop because we actually see the answer. And in the second, we stop because we believe. And faith in our hearts is as trustworthy as the sight of our eyes, for it is faith from God, which is from Ephesians 6.23, and the faith of God, which is from Romans 3, 3, that we have within us. Prayer is an integral part of our Christian life. John Wesley's statement that the neglect of prayer is a grand hindrance to holiness shows us that faith is a key element in our prayers. <clears throat> prayer that has previously unanswered prayers as an excuse for laziness has already ceased to be a prayer of faith. To someone who prays in faith, unanswered prayers are simply the evidence that the answer is much closer. In Matthew 6, 5, it talks about, about that when you pray. It says, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Lord secretly. That special time with the Lord comes from the very cold, from the very from, comes from the very core of your soul, your spirit. It is truly the direct communication between you and your Savior. There is that special time that you have devotion and prayer, and then there is prayer with others in the body of Christ, which when we come and pray, 
together in the body of Christ. It is just as powerful as individual prayer, and in my estimation, maybe even more powerful. Um, it has become evident when we do joys and concerns, which we did this morning, and the prayer chain here at our church. Uh, joys and concerns is a really powerful tool to uh, reach out to others, and there's always, too, a lot of prayers for healing. And when we know that other people need healing and guidance and their desires, we can pray with them. And it's a very, very, very powerful thing as Christians in our Christian life. Uh, I know um, there are two instances I can think of as uh, sort of exemplifies that. I know. I went down, I, in October, I went to California to see my brother. I hadn't seen him probably in six or seven years, might have been longer, and he had been diagnosed with cancer, and so, um, <laughs> and I, I have one brother. That's, and I told him that, and I talked to him on the phone before I went down, and I said, you know, you're my only brother, and I, and I need to, I need to come and see you and, and pray with you. And so um, when I went down there, they, they go to a church in Pismo Beach, California, and uh, they had, um, so I went with them to the service, and um, I felt like that strong connection between our church and their church and that power of prayer was just so, Overwhelming. It was. Um, it was just amazing, and uh, I feel like prayers go can go all all around the world. I mean, in all different places, different churches, and uh, I think it's like I say, a very very powerful thing. Uh, also, the other instance is when I went to um, a Christian concert with my daughter Chelsea, our daughter Chelsea, and. Uh, uh, in that concert, I've been to other concerts, but the one, that particular one, which happened to be in Spokane, uh, was so uh, amazing because I was all Christians and believers there and singing, and the bond there was just undeniable. It was just a feeling I have never had before. Um, it's there, there, I felt the power just losing that hope, you know, and so um, it was uh, it was a very uh, very moving experience for me, and so um, that, that would be the other time that I can think of where it was really a very powerful experience. Um, and then <clears throat> Greg has related to me that he uh, when he had, when he has a blessing, or he sees a blessing, um, sometimes he told me like when he's been up on the mountain and he sees a beautiful sunset or beautiful view up there and it's just, you know, you feel so close to God that he says a prayer and every time that he has a blessing, he, he, says, he has, says, says a prayer for someone. So um, we all have our different ways that we do that and that's just one. So, um, so this, this is, Truly, all of that is an expression 
of true Christian love for others. It is, an, it is also an example of when the soul feels like a shower of refreshment. And I ran across a, uh, a poem by Helen, Helen Steiner Ross that I want to share with you. It says, <clears throat> excuse me, beyond that which words can interpret or theology can explain, the, the soul feels a shower of refreshment that falls like gentle rain on hearts that are parched with problems and searching to find the way to somehow attract God's attention through well-chosen words as they pray. Not knowing that God, in his wisdom, can sense all of man's worry and woe. For there is nothing man can conceal that God does not already know. So kneel in prayer in his presence, and you will, you will find no need to speak. For, slightly, for softly in silent communion, God grants us the peace that we seek. You are special. You are destined for impact. Your enemy knows it too, and he is desperate to keep you from realizing it and reaching your potential. But know this. God is not the only one who knows you're special. Your enemy knows it too. And he is desperate to keep you from realizing your potential. That means we need to understand his ways and his weapons. It is absolutely vital that you pray for God to open your eyes to the invisible war raging around you. Fight fire with fire. <clears throat> In uh, December, at one of the uh, services, in the early service, uh, Chad had said that his oldest son um, was having some difficulty. He, had, he prayed and he had an unanswered prayer about something that was heavy on his heart. And just because our prayers are not answered, at the moment we ask, does not mean that God is not listening. It can come on God's time, not ours. I have prayed for guidance for my own personal tribulations, and it was not given. But faith and patience brought me resolution. Never pray in a way that diminishes your faith. Prayer that empties us of faith denies God's promises from his word. It is the expression of the unrest in our hearts that creates unbelief that our prayers will be answered. And in Hebrews, Four, three. It says, "Now we have believed. Enter that rest. No prayer is ever ever lost, or any prayer ever raised in vain. There is no such thing as prayer unanswered or unnoticed by God. And some things we see as refusals or denials are simply delays. Christ sometimes delays His help so He may test our faith to energize our prayers." Paul said, It is God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our, in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus, in the face of Jesus Christ. And that's from 2 Corinthians. There is something about the gathering of God's people that enables his glory to be experienced in a fuller way than is possible on our own. 
As individuals, we are all, all part of the holy habitation. When we come together, brick by brick, we are more than we are individuals. In conclusion, I wanted to share this poem with you from uh, Streams in the Desert. <clears throat> Believing him, if storm clouds gather darkly round, and even if the heavens seem hushed without a sound, he hears each prayer and even notes the sparrows fall. And praising him when sorrow, grief, and pain are near, and when we lose the thing that seems most dear, our loss is gain. Praise him, and in him we have our all. Our hand is in his, even though the path seems long and drear. We scarcely see a step ahead and almost fear. He guides us right this way and that to keep us near and satisfied when every path is blocked and bare and the worldly things are gone and which were so fair. Believe and rest and trust in him. He comes to stay. Believe and receive and you will become. I wanted to um, close in prayer. <clears throat> Dear Lord, give us the knowledge that we can seek your guidance through prayer and that it can be a powerful tool in our Christian life with you. Thank you.